Oh my goodness. Welcome to Staying Ahead of the Game Marketing Trends 2023. I'm your host, your second favorite HubSpotter, Devin. So here's what I'm going to do. Quick introduction for me. My name is Devin. I'm the founder of Black and Inbound. I work at HubSpot. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with my favorite host, Troy Sandage. Let him know who you are, man. I can't. I can't. What's up, everybody? It's your favorite friendly neighborhood strategy hacker here reporting for duty on today, sending all the positive vibes in the world. Yes, sir. Uh, for those who don't know me, I'm a growth strategist. I'm a marketer. I'm a founder of Strategy Hacker, CEO of No Middle. And basically, I build strategy systems and solutions for various businesses to be sustainable, scalable, and what more profitable. In short, I help you grow fast and scale faster. Awesome. Have you ever wondered about the science of people? The ins and outs, the nuances, the traits and motivational factors. There's an art to motivating great people. Truth, lies, and workplace culture is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Join the husband and wife team, Al and Leanne Elliott, as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping, and motivating great people. They navigate topics like healthiest workplaces, how to build a killer employer brand, and navigating burnout. Listen to Truth, Lies, and Workplace Culture wherever you get your podcast. Community is the future. I'm telling you, it's even the name of the department I work in. I can talk about community all day, but I'm not supposed to be talking. I'm supposed to be listening. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to listen to some hot takes on some of these questions that we have lined up. The question that is at the top of everybody's mind, and if not, it should be, is email dead? You know, I'm going to say this, and this may land for some people. Email has the greatest plot armor ever. It is never ever. I mean, we go through this every year, every day. It is never going away. It is ingrained in just communication in general at this point. We don't have to debate about if it's ever dead. Now, is it more usable? Is it more relevant? Is it trendy? Look, at the end of the day, email is where you're going to get your checks and confirm these contracts, okay? Nothing else is going to be email. Am I right? Am I right? I'm right. I know. What's up, digital world? You're listening to the I Digress Audio Experience with Troy Sandage. Social media, marketing, storytelling, business, culture, and more. Coming to you in three, two, one. So it's not dead. I think, you know, with the rise of social media, and I see someone asked about AI, ML, and different things like that. Uh, to Ty's point, it is about understanding how to utilize email as of now. Mental health is a priority. People through this pandemic are wiser. We don't want to open your stuff if you don't got quality. We don't care. Let's not play the volume game anymore. And y'all can be mad at me because I'm going to say it and it's cool. I do think though, when you're looking at email now, we have to stop hoarding. We, we praise how many people are in our email list. Are they opening? Are they engaging? Are you converting? Those are deeper questions I want to ask. Now, how many people are in my newsletter email list from 20 years ago? Come on now. So let's make sure that we're optimizing our deliverable and don't be triggered or upset if, you know, people are unsubscribed. I would rather people 
by their own free will, unsubscribe consistently. That tells me and dials down who my actual audience is, who I'm talking to, what messaging work, what messaging isn't work. And the last thing I'll say here is no matter what, email has always been the best testing playground ever. For those who know, I play Fortnite with my nephew and uh, you can go to creative mode and you can kind of test and figure out all these things so you can get better in the game, right? Email allows you to do that. You can run thousands of campaigns to specific audiences or things and get the data you need before you pass the baton to full-on marketing campaign, you know, marketing out things on those ends. So look at email a little bit differently. It ain't never going away. So you might as well learn how to work this relationship in and make it work to make your money and do what you need to do for your business. Indeed, indeed. So email, I love the way you're talking about the fact that it's been kind of done to death. It's not dead yet, but as far as reevaluating how email is used and subsequent possible solutions, tell me what is being done to death? Just in marketing in general, if it's a TikTok trend or anything, what's being done to death right now? Troy, what's on your mind? I'm going to start some fire today. The copy and paste. Copy and paste. I'm just going to say it. We can search it. We can put it in the words on LinkedIn, other channels, and it's verbatim. That needs to end. That needs to stop. Trying to game the systems for engagement metrics, that don't mean you get dollars in your pocket. I think we really should challenge people, brands, individuals to be more authentic. And we say these words. This ain't nothing new. But people will always try to game the system, and then somehow it gets tied into a trend. And then gets everyone's trying to do it because they have this pressure of certain metrics. And that comes to the point of, Let's get away from being obsessed over metrics. Let's pull a Weight Watchers and like look at these things. Just how are we feeling? How is our audience feeling? How is our team feeling? Do we feel things are moving in the right direction? I sure understand there's a profitability goals, there's revenue goals, there's all those things. I'm not discrediting that at all. I'm saying we can refine this in a more optimal way that doesn't create this toxicity that pushes us to use desperate tactics or conversations or content that doesn't align with what we're trying to do or who we are. And people remember, people care more now than they did before. Gen Z 100% care. If you're not aligned with their goals and visions, they're out. They're mm -hmm. out. And so we need to get away from just what was done 5, 10, even 20 years ago and reset ourselves to what we're trying to do now that marketing, sales, and all the different nuances can come together to flow in the right way of moving things authentically and making sure it's originally yours, not anyone else's. Give credit, get attributions, and know that there's enough room for all of us in the sky to fly. I'd rather you give credit and expand on the horizon of the universe than trying to take all the credit and like, look what I did. And it's going to hurt you in three to six months from now. I love one of the things that you have heard you say it twice, and it's basically ignore vanity metrics, focus on what's converting. Because if you have a million visitors and two conversions versus a hundred visitors and 75 conversions, that's like night and day financially. And so ignoring vanity metrics, focusing on the moves that are making you money and not what's just making you look popular. Those are like the two different things. I'm really glad you pointed that out. So what my next thing is how do you measure success? As a marketer, I'm glad you're back, Troy, because I had that question just for you. We talked about vanity metrics, talked about conversion. How does a successful marketer measure success? First and foremost, outcomes and outputs, 100%. I think, like I said earlier, you can get lost in the metrics and that can slow you down. That can, and we may do that out of formality, but at the end of the day, what happened? What are you doing? What's moving the needle forward? 
And so let's not get lost in the metric dance. Let's be clear. And, you know, when you're really good at what you do, you're going to be bold. You're going to be fearless. So I ain't worried about, like, well, my numbers ain't. How do we feel about it? How does this tie into revenue? How does this impact our community? And I think a good way to see it now is retention. Retention is the easiest way to actually earn new business than trying to spend all of your budget on trying to acquire new business in areas that you may not understand to the audience who may not know you yet or familiarize with you yet. And it could just be a long process. And so I think doubling down on retention is a phenomenal way for marketers to be successful now. That ties in the community. You already have, you don't have to do all the initial work. We're already in a relationship. I'm just trying to keep you happy every day, 24 seven. That is all I am trying to do as a marketer. Let the sales team go out and do all the day. Let, let the marketing team kind of make sure we just have a nice ecosystem, a nice space to maintain. Because even though we're coming out of this pandemic, there's so many variables that we can't control that's literally out of our control that can impact the business. And so the longer we can retain our ideal audience, those who won't pay us, those who are just the perfect type of clientele or customer base, that's really what's going to help us in longevity in the long run. And we can prove that in metrics in the same way without the exhaustingness of just every other year, new platform, new changes. And we're trying to make ambiguity make sense. So I would say retention is probably the best way for marketers now in 2023. Yeah, I wish we had more emojis in the reaction because there's none of them encapsulate what I'm feeling right now. We've been talking a lot about just corporate marketing in general. Let's pivot a little bit. Troy, how important is building your personal brand in 2023? Personal brand is job security, baby. Let's just call it what it is. We can control only what we can control by the value that we are defined by the perception people see it. So the stronger our personal brand is, we take that with us wherever we go. Now, I can't speak for no one else on this panel or for anyone's watching or in the replay. But for me, I've been through some things and we all know the struggle that we don't got to talk about. But we know the look, we know the look. And when those things happen, what has gotten me through is that personal brand definitively established. That gives me the networks, that gives me the conversations. I mean, that is the reason why I'm here and I'm very grateful for it in many ways because of that. And so I think we're in a situation now where maybe I'll be very blunt, you know, people of colors, personal brands, we maybe hide sometimes in the shadows because we think that's secure. We don't want to stand out too much. But now things have shifted. The pendulum has shifted. They want you to be bold. They want you to be yourself because you bring attribution and value just by being associated with something else. Just by you being present and people have that connection, that relationship, I'm going to buy that software. I'm going to buy that product. I'm going to choose your service. It has nothing to do with anything else, but because of your personal brand, what you bring to the table, separate from anything else that isn't 100% owned by you. And so I think that's a great thing to have with so much happening right now. And I'm not trying to trigger anything. You know, there have many, been many unfortunate things that have happened recently, uh, recent news. The personal brand is what's going to help you elevate beyond that noise to your next payday, to your next opportunity, or to build something of your own that you were meant to do to scale yourself to different many ways. And so I think the last thing I'd say with personal branding, there is a line. You just can't do anything haphazardly and expect residuals because of that. You have to put in that deep work. And it takes a long time to define who you are, or maybe you're in transition or who you want to be, but be okay with the time and the effort it takes to do that. That's one of the most important things about personal brand is that being a micro influencer in a space that you're passionate about is a huge opportunity. There's everybody nerds out about something. 
And if you nerd about it, out about it, chances are there's going to be someone else who is equally, if not more passionate about that subject. And so you don't have to have tens of thousands of followers. You can just be something to 12 someones and you're already making an impact in that space. That's huge. It's time to get out of spreadsheets. With HubSpot's CRM, get real-time data at your fingertips so your teams stay in sync across the customer journey. Track your contacts, track your customers, and send personalized emails in bulk. And get the context you need to create amazing experiences for your teams and your customers at scale, all from one powerful platform. It's why more than 150,000 companies already use HubSpot's CRM to run their businesses better. Plus, HubSpot's user-friendly interface sets you up for success from day one. Out of the box, you're ready to go. So you can spend less time managing software and more time on what matters, your customers. There is no better time to get organized than right now. Get started for free at HubSpot.com. So how do you see AI or machine learning supporting marketing activities in 2023? You know, I saw this recently, I believe it was on LinkedIn, <laughs> that they are saying Canva's been out for 10 years, yet we still need designers, right? Not everyone is five-star top-tier designing, right? So see this as a utility to spark the creative process, to get away from some of the mundane work that we as creators, let's be real, hate immensely but we know it's part of the process, but don't let it think like it's going to replace everything that we are as creators. It's going to challenge us that if you're a good creator, you're still going to be a good creator. You're going to learn how to use these tools to expand your output, your velocity, your impact, your reach, maybe even in areas that maybe you don't have the, the full totality of knowledge in MLAI can help you do that by keeping your core existence of content and vibes and energy and impact, you know, viable to your audiences and expanding universes. So I really think we should look at it through a lens of this is going to replace my job. What can I use this tool for? What things do I need to learn to do so? And think of it. And the last thing I'd say with this, you know, there was a time before social media. There was a time before Zoom. There was a time before the internet. You know, there was radio, you know, so we're seeing this evolve where we're going through another you know, level up moments where it's like, ooh, okay, I got to learn new things. Let's not panic. We have time, but let's embrace that this is going to be a new tool for us to use, a new shiny tool versus like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, I don't know what to do. And so look at it from that lens. It's going to take the ease off and you actually might see how you can incorporate that in your business. Excellent. Excellent. There's one question that I would love to answer personally. This question is, how aggressive should marketers be with unsubscribing, unengaged contacts from their email database? especially knowing that only a small percentage of buyers are currently in the market for their products. You should be aggressive, be aggressive. You want to have a clean database. You want, that's just part of CRM housekeeping. And there is a thing out there called gray mail. And what that is, is that when you have someone who's opted in and you're sending them emails and you're not opening it, those of you who signed up for newsletters, never opened one, you know what I'm talking about. What that does is that harms your email deliverability. 
And so that takes away from you being in that inbox. And then you end up in one of those Gmail subfolders or even worse, a spam folder, or God forbid, your email doesn't even get delivered at all. It just hits the floor and the servers don't even tell you that your email wasn't delivered. So you got a hundred percent deliverability rate, 0% open rate. Have no idea why it's because you got a dirty database. By the way, if you're buying lists, stop it. Stop buying lists to email people with slightly related, but I, I have, I'm very passionate about email, email deliverability, keep your database clean, keep your unsubscribe links big and send a breakup email to people who are unengaged. Let them ask, Hey, do you, do you really want this? If not click the button, if so, you know, we'll keep going, but don't be afraid to break up with people who are interested. All you're doing is you're wasting your time and hurting your email deliverability. Troy, y'all amazing. Thank you so much for coming out. I mean, the, the knowledge bombs that have been dropped. Second to none, second to none. You changed people's lives today. Thank you so much for coming out. And that's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Digress. What was your takeaway? Care to share your thoughts and tag Troy on social media? You can find him on all platforms at Find Troy. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review or comment for this episode from wherever you're listening. Looking for a marketing strategist to build the structure, strategies, and systems you need to get the success you want and the ROI you desire in your business? Book a discovery call to talk with Troy at findtroy.com. And as Troy's philosophy goes, imagination is the engine, content is the fuel, social media is the highway, marketing is the roadmap, sales is the destination, culture is the GPS. Thanks for listening. Hey!